Welcome back to another episode of the Diplomatic Podcasts. In the last episode, we discussed diplomacy and how people are taking on the role of diplomats in their everyday lives through various fields and disciplines ranging from art, culture, sports and educational initiatives to build bridges in their local community and progress societies around the world. We've had a number of comments uh, about the subject uh, discussed from you guys. Uh, this one in particular from Shulk in Toronto, Canada, uh, Twitter handle at S-H-A-W-K-A-L, says that on the question of exclusivity and access, Omar mentions that everyone has social media. But I think it's important here to recognize that for the majority of people around the world, internet is either restricted or not accessible. Concepts like digital citizen diplomacy remain largely a privilege available to certain parts of the world. Citizen diplomacy serves us and functions at best when we focus our energy to remove the barriers and provide access for all people to engage in the conversation. Um, thank you for your input, Shulk. And yes, the digital aspect of diplomacy, in particular through um, social media, isn't as accessible as our uh, real-life social interactions and initiatives. And the concept of diplomacy starts with oneself and how we carry ourselves and interact with others first and foremost. Um, therefore, it's, it's a skill. It's, it, should, it should be learned through uh, accessible channels, uh, as you mentioned. Now, in this episode, um, we will look at how that concept fits into so to society as a whole uh, on an important platform um, that many consider to be the heart and soul of nations, and that is the civil society. Sandwiched between the government sector and the private sector, the civil society is the associational life that brings people together and allows civic values and skills to develop, as defined by the UK's National Council of Voluntary Organisations, or NCVO for short. Now, um, I caught up with Deborah Alcock-Tyler, a highly influential member of British civil society who I'd, I've had a pleasure of meeting. Um, she is the CEO of the Directory of Social Change, the UK's leading training and publication provider for the voluntary sector, to find out what exactly is the civil society and what part it actually plays in our everyday life. Yeah. So, when you think about the voluntary sector, the charitable sector or the third sector, whatever you want to call it, I always like to think of it as, as thinking of how it fits into wider society, a bit like how the heart fits into the body. There are structures in our bodies like livers and legs and eyes and arms that have carry out certain functions. Just like in our society, there are businesses, there are local authorities, there are private sector organisations that carry out so certain functions. But all of that stuff, all of our body is driven by the heart. We have, the heart has to be the beating part of our bodies in order for all of the other bits to function. And that's, for me, what charities in the voluntary sector are in the context of wider society. Charities are the beating heart of our society. They're the driver that makes everything possible. Without charities, people aren't cared for, aren't supported. Legislation doesn't happen. Without charities, we don't change the way in which we see our neighbours and our friends and, which, and each other. Without charities, we don't break down barriers. We don't bring people together. We don't get cohesion. It's the beating heart. That's what a charity is for. When talking about charities in Britain, I prefer the term voluntary sector. 
Um, the main reason for that being is that the vast majority of the work of charities done in this country are carried out by volunteers. Um, there are probably something in the region, well, there's less than a million paid workers in the charitable sector. There are over a million voluntary trustees. There is, depending on which statistics you look at, anywhere between six to 25 million volunteers doing from everything to sports clubs to helping elderly people to a range of different stuff. So that's why I personally prefer the term voluntary because I think it re-emphasises the fact that most of the work that we do in the charitable sector is given as a gift from people, their time, their energy, their heart, their hands and occasionally their money. Okay, and what about the term third sector? I'm not a fan of the term third sector particularly because I, I don't like anyway first, second, third sector, what the hell does it mean? It's just a... It's a convenience that people use. I never use it myself. I would never refer, but that I would never refer to the first world or to the second world. You know, I think these terms are not particularly helpful. But the honest truth is, does it matter that much? Perhaps a bit, because you know, sometimes if people are using the term third sector, they start thinking third rate. So personally, I prefer if nobody ever used that term. But. I don't think it matters that much. There are many things about Britain that I'm not particularly proud of and find embarrassing. But if there's one thing I think we do incredibly well in the United Kingdom, it is our voluntary sector. Mm. We've had a formalised voluntary sector since 60, the early 1600s, which is when the first Charities yeah. Act was enacted. And, and we've created rules and regulations around it. But somehow or other, we've always managed to hang on to the fact that it's about people helping people. Our formalised voluntary sector in Britain really does focus around that, that it's about enabling human human beings to care for each other, to support each other, and also about ex expecting that that is our duty as human beings. I think that we have a culture in this country very much of service to others, serving other human beings, looking after those less fortunate, caring for other people. Mm. I'm intensely proud of our voluntary sector. I think our structures are strong and robust. We have our issues, you know, that we have our politicians who try and stop the way we do things, but, you know, our culture of volunteering and civic democracy really is so powerful and it's demonstrated through the voluntary sector and how i'm not sure that's such a good answer anyway <laughs> that's been a great answer but i mean in, in terms of uh, internationally um how could people get involved so the voluntary sector in britain was built up by one or two people identifying a problem that they didn't think was that that they were unhappy with and deciding that they wanted to do something to solve it you don't actually need a top down formalized structure to to create a thriving voluntary sector in any country in the world all you need is somebody who cares to get together with somebody else who cares to start doing some work together to start helping other people to start raising money and before you know where you are you end up with a voluntary sector infrastructure like we have in britain our voluntary st structure was not put down upon us from our governments it was built up by the people it was people caring getting together and doing something about it and you can do that in any country in the world i don't care how repressive the regime and in fact actually you do see that anyway you just don't hear about it mm. 50 years on this planet and i have learned something incredibly important when i think about the things that need to be done to make me happy i am unhappy when I think about the things that need to be done to make other people happy, that makes me happy. I am happier by giving than I ever am by getting. So that was uh, Deborah Alcock-Tyler from the Directory of Social Change. Um, check them out on dsc.org.uk.
fascinating subject to be honest and that definitely relates to every single one of us and how um, firstly we interact with each other how we conduct ourselves and to what extent we play a part in society and progressing society uh, and we've definitely seen social uh, initiatives and, and within civil society or civil society in itself um, really be uh, a kind of uh, the highlight of, of a lot of international news from advocating the disability rights to um, the, the, the search of social movements in, uh, in the Arab world. So if you have anything that, or any, any comment that you would like to make on today's subjects or, or any of the topics mentioned, please drop us a line on info at diplomatic.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, both at diplomatic or forward slash diplomatic. Uh, and like, share, subscribe to all of the um, uh, uh, initiatives we have out on the website, uh, diplomatic.com. And until next time, adore and enjoy.